taken an old couple that have passed the age of childbearing and he's pulling out of them a new nation of people because God specializes in making old things new. God told Moses uh, when the people come in contact uh, with the blood of the lamb, it shall be the beginning of months to you. It shall be a brand new year because when God says something's new, regardless of how old it is, it's new. Mm -hmm. God can start your life over right in the middle of 2021, regardless of what you're going through. Habakkuk 3.2, the prophet said, uh, God renewed his work in the middle of the year. Now, God speaks to Abraham in Genesis 12 and 2. Uh, put that in the amplified uh, classic version. Genesis 12 and 2, God said, I I'm going to make you a great nation and I I I'm going to be with you. Shout, God is with me. Mm -hmm. I will bless you with abundant increase and favor. Oh, if y'all can put that on the screen, I need everybody to see that. Uh, Genesis 12 and 2, God said, I'm going to make you great, and I'm going to bless you with abundant increase and favor. Shout, I'm abundantly blessed this morning. Now, now, he's telling this to a childless man that, that he's going to be the father of nations. Because God calls those things that be not as though they were. Now, a lot of church folks uh, don't believe God talk uh, when it seems so impossible. I, I, I prophesied uh, to a, a lady uh, just recently... And, and I said, you're going to be able to buy your own house. And, and, she, and I didn't know it, but she was 90 days behind on her rent. So sometimes God will uh, talk crazy talk to you when, when it just seems totally impossible. And, and uh, the landlord's evicting her from the house she's renting. So she goes to her boss and says, um, I need a week off uh, because I'm being evicted from my house. And she explained the situation. And he said, uh, Diane, I can't afford you uh, to be off for a week. I'm going to just buy the house and owner finance it back to you. You, you see, God has a million ways uh, to bless you. But, 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 but you, you have to have faith in the prophetic word of God. Amen? Now, shout amen to that. Now, verse number one in the New Living Translation says that God was testing Abraham's faith. Now, you know if God tests Abraham, he's going to test you too. And when God is testing your faith, you have to get inebriated. You have to get under the influence of the Spirit. In other words, you have to lose your mind when God starts... That crazy talk. Mm -hmm. one, one Christmas, a few years ago, we, we were giving away 50 uh, bicycles 
just to children in the community. And I was excited about it. My wife and I picked them out. And we said, no, not that one, that one. We had them all together, all organized, and, and, and had them in the hospitality suite. And Nina called me on Christmas Eve and said, Bishop, brother so-and-so is stealing two of those bicycles. <sighs> so I had to confront him, and, and I said, uh, Nina tells me you were taking uh, two of those bicycles. Yeah, and he said, Bishop, <clears throat> I was drunk. <clears throat> I didn't know what I was doing. I was out of my mind. I wasn't in my right mind. You, you see, sometime at church, you can't use your right mind. You have to use your faith mind. You, you, you need to tell God and the devil, that's my word right there, this that's coming over the pulpit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He'll test your faith. Abraham had to lose his natural mind when God said, I want you to offer Isaac as a burnt sacrifice. Not, not, see, if he just killed him, God could raise him back from the dead. But God said, I want you to burn him up on the altar. He's talking about his future there. He's, he's talking about all the promises of God were tied up in Isaac. Mm. Romans 4, 16. The scripture says that Abraham is the father of us all who believe. The Greek word for father here means an example or a role model for operating by faith. Verse 17, uh, Abraham believed in God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Our faith has to follow uh, that role model. Now, now, Abraham is not to be mistaken with our heavenly father. Jesus said, when you pray, say, our father, the Greek word for our father here is ab-womb, which means it refers to God as Abba Father. Or the Arabic says Papa. Mm -hmm. It refers to the masculine side of God. Uh, Ab is, is our protector and our provider, 1 Timothy 5 and 8, the scripture says, one that won't provide for his own house is worse than an infidel. Our God is not an infidel. He is a caring, loving father that provides for his children. Shout, God loves me this morning. Hang with me, I'm going somewhere. So, so, so we have access and, and we can come to him uh, with our needs and wants because we're part of the family of God. See, I'm a son of God this morning and my haters can't unsun me because I was born again of my heavenly father. Where people like me or not, they can't unsun me. 
I'm part of the family. Mm-hmm. Now, when we, when we have gatherings at my house, I have a niece. When she comes, she brings her shopping bag. Don't she, baby? And she goes right into my pantry. She thinks it's H-E-B. She goes right into my pantry and starts loading things up. And then she'll get in my cabinet and get those Tupperware dishes. And start just, I mean, before I'm through eating yet, she'll start filling up to-go boxes. But I, I don't say any. I, I think a few things, but I, 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 I don't say anything. Uh, she feels entitled because she's part of the family. And I got to be careful talking about Levi and Sam because they think my house is their house. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to leave that alone so I, I don't get in trouble here. But, but uh, uh, we're entitled because we have a heavenly Father that will supply all of our needs and wants. Mm -hmm. and, and, then, and then the womb, ab womb, refers to the feminine side of God, which means that he's a nurturer. He, he's a caring, loving uh, when, when, when Levi falls, and, 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 and which he did yesterday, y'all don't tell Katie, but uh, he jumped out of the pool, was running down, slipped and fell, and Sam came right behind him, and he slipped and fell. And I said, y'all be careful. <laughs> but he started, he didn't holler, Papa. He hollered, rah-rah, rah-rah. I said, oh, for God's sake, y'all are not that hurt. Rah, rah-rah, rah-rah. Because they know she's the nurturer. She's going to put something on them. She got caught all kind of oil. She's going to anoint them with lavender or something and make them feel. But you remember David, he said, if, if, if your mother and father forsake you, then God will become your mother and your father because, because he's both. Let, let me prove it. Genesis 1:27, God created male and female, created he them and called their name Adam. See, God put Eve on the inside of Adam. Then he puts him to sleep in chapter 2 and pulls out Eve. Everything Adam needed, God put on the inside of him. And at the right time, God would pull it out. Now, now, now I, I know some of you, especially the guys, are bored with this right now, but I took this time to show you men are not the only expression of God. God created man in the image and likeness of God. God is both masculine and feminine, and together, together, men and women express the image of God. I didn't have no men with me, but I got a few ladies with me. So, so, so women, you need to understand that you're not less than a man. 
You are created in the likeness and image of God, which is masculine and feminine. And he, he, I, and I know some of you ladies say, oh, the bishop just don't understand what we go through. Maybe I don't, baby. I do have a lady at the house. But your God knows exactly what you're feeling, exactly what you're going through with your crazy husband. God knows everything you need this morning. Whew. I better get off that before I get in trouble. I need to go to verse number two in the NIV of our context. God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love. Now, now this is a beautiful picture and shadow and type of our heavenly father offering his only son. You remember when Jesus was baptized and came up out of the water. He wasn't sprinkled. He came up out of the water. The heavens opened up and God the Father said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. It was Jesus that said, God so loved the world uh, that he's given his only begotten son that whoever, whoever believes Believes in him will not perish, but you will have everlasting life. That means you're going to live forever because you have a father that loves you. Even if you've been a mess, he still loves you. The prodigal son was in the hog pen, but when he came back to the father, the father said, kill the fatted calf, bring my best robe, bring my shoes, bring my ring so he'll have authority again because my son, he got lost. He was on the wrong path, but now he's come back home. And to every backslider that I'm talking to here this morning, your God still loves you, cares for you, and will make a way back home. Shout, yes, he will. I got to hurry. Be part of verse two. God said, go to the region. Put verse number two up there. Uh, in the NIV, God said, I want you to go to the region uh, of Moriah, and when you get in the region, I'll tell you what to do. See, the word region here uh, means a spiritual place. It, it's, a, it's a spiritual spot. And I was going through a very difficult time when, when Pastor Parsley first came here uh, he brought the sword that his pastor, Lester Fungrall, gave him, and he put that sword in my hands, and a portal opened up. You say, Bishop, how do you know that? Because he prophesied and said, a portal has just opened up in this special spot, and when you have a great need, just go to the spot. And the first step for your next blessing, miracle, and provision is to walk by faith in the region. You don't have to know all the details. You, you don't have to know where the money is going to come from. You don't have to understand everything that you're going through. This is called walking by faith. And when you walk by faith, you won't always get all the details. But shout, I'm going to keep walking. See, part of two, get in the region or in that spiritual place, and I'll tell you what's next. 
You see, Ruth got real frustrated. She had lost everything. Naomi got bitter, uh, uh, and Naomi was her mentor. She said, we're going back to Bethlehem uh, because there's provision uh, in Bethlehem. It's, it's a special spot. It's, it's, so uh, Ruth says, Mama, I'm going to go out. And I'm going to glean corn. It wouldn't even season for corn uh, to be picked. She said, I'm going to go find me some ears of corn. So she just goes out in the region, not knowing that it was barley season. So she just stumbles on to the field of Boaz. But when she got in the region, uh, Boaz just happened to show up at the right place at the right time. Long story short, she ended up with all the fields of Boaz. Your Bible said he was a wealthy man. Uh, one translation said he's spanking rich. That's my translation. But she ended up with everything and the house on the hill because she had faith to just go out in the region not knowing exactly what she was doing. See, you, you got to have faith in God. Verse number four, on the third day, Abraham looked up and he saw the place. Four times in our context, uh, this place uh, is mentioned. Now, I need to go to Ecclesiastes 9 and 11 in the New Living Translation. Uh, the Bible says, the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. But it's all decided by being at the right place at the right time. Shout, I'm at the right place this morning. See, because when you're in the right place, uh, deliverance takes place. Healing takes place. Miracles take place. Provision takes place when you're at the right place. That's why the devil will try to keep you out of the place. He'll use people to try to keep you out of the place. And sometimes they'll have your same last name just to try to keep you out of the house of God. Baby, I'm just not in the mood to go to church today. Baby, if, you, if you're not in the mood, I got to get to the place because my blessing is at the place. I love you, but I got to get to the place. I love you, but, 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 but my deliverance and my healing, it's all at the place. Amen? Verse number five, Abraham told his servants to stay with the donkey. You, you, you see, everybody won't be able to go to this place I'm talking about with you. You'll have to leave some folk behind. <sighs> like that girlfriend you've been seeing. God have mercy. That you say God understands. Baby, baby, you're disillusioned this morning. God don't understand nothing about your mistress. Lord, I'm messing up a good... Well, see, the lad and I, we're going to the place of worship. Then we'll be back. He's prophesying his own deliverance. He's, see, sometime you got to prophesy your own resurrection. Oh, God, help me now. Abraham knew when he worshiped God, he could change the outcome of the situation. Now, there's a difference 
in praise and worship. Now, now David teaches us both. But when, when David comes against Goliath, he doesn't start bowing and worshiping. He starts praising God and telling Goliath, I'm going to cut your head off and feed your carcass to the buzzards. He's, he's, he said, I don't come to you with sword, spear, and shield. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts and the armies of God are with me. He's given his God a praise. God inhabits the praise of his people. But see, David understood when to put on the garment of praise and when to put on the garment of worship. When, when, he, when, he, was in, when he was in the palace, in the palace, uh, playing on the stringed instruments, uh, the scripture said that Saul would start throwing javelins at him. But so he would just get lost in worship because if you'll get lost in worship, uh, the devil can't hit you. The, the javelins can't hit you. That's why it's important every time you come to God's house uh, that you spend time in worship. Uh, uh, you can get a date after church, but, there, but during church, you need to worship God. You can be texting somebody and start seeing who's here and who's not here, seeing what kind of color dress she's got on today. All of that's important, I know. But the most important thing is that you at least spend a moment in worship. Oh, God, help me now. Now, 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 now. Now, the first time worship is mentioned in the Bible is in our context today. Abraham, Abraham is going up to the mountain uh, to worship God. Five times in the book of Genesis, uh, Abraham builds altars. And every time he built an altar and worshiped at the spiritual place, uh, God showed up in a mighty way with signs, wonders, and miracles. Five, five is the number of favor grace and mercy. At 555 this morning, God spoke to me and said, remind my people, if, if they'll go into deep worship, uh, they'll find my favor, my grace, and my mercy. Somebody shout mercy. Now everybody shout mercy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, 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 now when Jesus was passing through the region of Tyre and Sidon, a Canaanite woman came to him asking for deliverance for her daughter because she was possessed with the devil. And no, your daughter's not possessed of the devil. She's just crazy right now. Don't give up on her because God can change her just like that. And then she'll remember how you treated her when she was acting crazy. But Jesus tells uh, this uh, Syrophoenician woman from Canaan, uh, a Gentile uh, woman, uh, that, uh, he, that he's come to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In other words, basically Jesus called her a goat in a very diplomatic, gentle way. But she kept praising she kept saying, I know you can deliver her. And then the disciples grabbed her 
and, and tried to shut her up, but she wouldn't shut up. See, see, when you're desperate, you don't care what other people think. If, if you get offended at church, it's because you don't need anything. Because the devil knows if he can offend you, he'll offend you all your life. Jesus said, I can't give the children's bread to dogs. He's a little more direct. He called her a dog. Most of you would have left and found another church. But when he called her a dog, she got down and she started worshiping. And when she started worshiping, God changed his mind. The, 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 the timing wasn't even right yet. He had been sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But worship changed his mind. And, and, if, and if you'll just forget about everything else that's going on in your life that the devil's trying to remind you of and just take a moment to worship your God, he can change every situation that you're going through here today. Somebody shout, change it, Lord. Uh, I gotta hurry now. So, so now, now, uh, in Acts chapter 17, verse 23, Paul went to Athens and he was walking around Mars Hill. And, and all these philosophers had, had statues made, statues made to Jupiter and, and to Mercurius, uh, statues uh, made to all, all kind of gods. And he was walking around, and he found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. And, and Paul said uh, to the philosophers, uh, this is the God uh, that, that I worship. Worship. The, the, I know you're worshiping Jupiter and uh, Mercurius, uh, um, but it's the unknown God that that touched me when I was on the wrong path. I, I thought I was doing right, but but I was doing everything wrong. And it was the unknown God uh, that touched me. It was the unknown God that kept you when you were just a child being raised in a crazy house. It was the unknown God that kept you when, when, when you were acting a fool. It was the unknown God that protected you when, when you were fooling around with drugs. It was the unknown God that shielded you. It shielded your children. I wish somebody would stand and give your God a praise for keeping you when you didn't even know it. Somebody help me magnify the Lord for just a moment here this morning. Somebody needs to thank the unknown God. You didn't know him, but he knew you, and he protected you. He shielded you. He covered you. He kept you from the accident. He kept you from the graveyard. Give him 15 seconds of high praise up in this Presbyterian church. If 
kept you from many dangers, toils, and snares. You owe him a prayer. Lords, go ahead and take me to church. Take me to Holy Ghost Church here this morning. Somebody that hadn't really praised him in a long time. You need to put on the garment of praise and that spirit of anxiety and fear and depression. You're too blessed to be depressed. give somebody just a special moment to praise your God. If you're praising, he can turn things around. you from the fowler, if he kept you from pestilence, if he kept you from the virus, you owe him a prayer. Somebody help me praise the one that has kept you from falling. That's what I'm talking about. Bishop, I don't believe all of that is necessary. It may not be for you, baby. But if you have walked in my shoes, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, my enemies would have swallowed me up because I saw a thousand fall. And my right hand, and 10,000. But it didn't come nigh me because he gave his angels. Woo. Oh, to the unknown God. I want to give praise to the God that kept me when I didn't really know him, when I really wasn't listening to him. It was his mercy. said your kids would never walk 
I'm talking about. The accident that you were in that should have taken you out. Shout, I'm still here. Be, be seated, I gotta hurry. Jesus was debating with a woman. The, 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 the woman at the well, she said, Jesus, when, 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 when Jesus told her, that she'd been married five times, was living with number six and looking for number seven. See, prophecy has its place. She said, she changed her tune. And she said, I perceive you're a prophet. Yeah, 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 yeah. She said, she said, our fathers, worshiped in these mountains of Moriah. And Jesus said, you worship, you know not what. You don't know what you're doing. He said, salvation is of the Jews, and the Jews worship in Jerusalem, but the hour has come, and now is, that true worshipers worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So worship is a spiritual thing, and it has to be done at a spiritual place. See, and you have to fight your way into worship. Because right when the moment is right, the kids' ministry will text you and say, your kid has just knocked out three other kids. Can you please come and get him? You need to text him back and just say, I'm busy right now. Because you got to get to the place. You have to push your way. That little lady with the issue of blood, she wasn't even supposed to be at church. But she said to herself, if I can just get to the place... I don't need him to know my name. I don't need him to prophesy to me. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. But she had to press her way into it. She to get to this place I'm talking about, you gotta push your way and, and you can't always be polite. You know, if if your eyelashes are bothering you and keep you, and keeping you from praising God, just take them off. Whatever you need to do to get to that spiritual place, <sighs> help me, Jesus. See, and your spouse may not be in the mood. But if they're not in the mood, baby, 
you got to get to the place all by yourself. If your spouse thinks the music is too loud, get her some earplugs. And I got a couple, I baptized them, and I'm their pastor, but they won't come. They said, because you play that, uh, they hesitated and said, uh, uh, and, and I said, uh, black gospel. She said, yeah, yeah. watch you online the second step to your blessing miracles and provision in the second half of this year you have to go to a deep place of worship trying to impress somebody your spiritual is not what I'm talking about you got to push your way into it and and see God will send you, he's so faithful, he'll send you special anointed people that will walk you to the place. Your pastor and I, and Pastor Katie and Sister Pastor, will do our best to walk you to the place, even when you're acting crazy. Even when everybody's talking about you. We, we still going to try to walk you to the place. But we can't worship for you. We can only walk you to the place in the spirit world. See, see there's a world that's more real than this natural world. It's the world that you actually came from in eternity's past. You were with the Father in eternity's past, but when you slipped through the matrix of time, you got amnesia. And there's a desire in your soul to get back to your heavenly Father because he's really the only one that cares for you when you're acting crazy. That loves you when you're on the wrong road. He, he, God so loved. Oh, God, help me. Help me. Verse number nine. So Abraham built an altar. Abraham, bring me my altar. Uh, Pastor Parsley uh, sent me an altar. Just to remind a replica of his own altar uh, where he sacrificed uh, to get to the place uh, he's at today. It was at that altar that, that he overcame. He, oh, I'll tell you what. Let's, no, let's, let's put it right here at this spot right here. It, it was at this altar right here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, you, hey, are you married? All right then, okay. Ladies, off limits. It was at this altar. Uh -huh. It was at this altar where, where, where Pastor Parsley 
was praying and he laid all of his healing scriptures on, on top of this altar and every morning, noon and night. And he overcame terminal cancer because he stayed at the altar until he went into worship and, and, and uh, help, help me, Lord. So now shout now, now, now. Uh, Abraham's got Isaac, his promise, tied, tied to the altar. And, and, and I went into Josephus' writings, and, and Josephus said that, I, that, that Isaac said, um, it would have been better for me not to be born uh, than not to be obedient to my father. See, that sounds just like Jesus, don't it? Uh, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, uh, uh, if there's any way out of this altar, uh, but not my will, shout not my will. See, it's at the altar that you crucify uh, your will. Oh, this is a shadowing type of those of those Roman soldiers that that took Jesus and and they hung him high and they stretched him wide. He could have called ten thousand angels and kicked this world into a blasted terra firma, but he hung there. It wasn't the nails that hung him there. It wasn't the nails in his hands and feet. It was God so loved the world. He was in partnership with his father. He was obedient to the death of the cross so that we could be blessed this morning. We could be free from depression, free from heaviness. If you're bound by depression, it's your own fault this morning. Jesus Christ paid it all. At the altar, Isaiah said, the father bruised him. It wasn't the Roman soldiers. The father bruised him and smote him on Calvary's cross so that you could be free today. So you could be saved today. He wasn't a victim. He was a partner with the father. So the blessing of Abraham could come on the Gentiles. Put me Galatians 3.14 up. He hung on that cross. So the blessing of Abraham would come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ and we could receive the promise of the Father by faith. Stand with me this morning. If you need something from God... Everything you need is in the house here today. I know the enemy's been talking smack to a lot of you. God doesn't love you. You've messed up too much. I, I came this morning to tell you that God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son. Verse, verse number 10. Abraham was coming down with the knife. And an angel said, Abraham, Abraham. That's covenant talk right there. See, Abraham was a friend of God. To become a friend of God, you can't just have relationship. I heard preachers say it's all about relationship. No, it's more about fellowship. 
got to have fellowship with the Father. You got to talk to the Father. Mm -hmm. You see, Abraham knew. He knew that a sacrifice was required to enter spiritual worship. But when God saw he was willing, he said, Abraham, I've got a ram tied up in the thicket. He had a ram tied up the whole time. Tied up, not roaming, but the ram was tied up so it couldn't get away. In, in last week, I went into a vision and, and I saw your rams that, that, that God has tied up. And I said, Father, how, how do the people get, get to that realm? And, and, and it's, it's the realm of blessing or the realm of deliverance or, or the realm of peace in your house. Or maybe it's the realm of, of, of your kids that are backslidden. I don't know what the realm is. But the third step to your blessing, miracles, and provision is you got to get to that deep place. you got to press your way to that deep place of worship. When Abraham got there, put number three up on the screens for me. You got to make sacrifices. You really haven't worshipped un un until you make a sacrifice. And, and I can remember when we first started Christian World. One of the first things God spoke to me was, "You need to start paying your tithe." And I said, "Tithe." He said, "Yes, you've been here a month." you haven't paid your tithe. I was in a little storefront with five people. I said, you mean tithe on the $20 that I've made this month? He said, yeah, and add 5% to it because you're late. But at that point, I started paying tithe, $2. No, actually, $3 with late fees. And I kept walking. And I walked through many dangers, tolls, and snares. And, and what's crazy, when my income got to six figures, it was more difficult for me to tithe on the six figures than it was the $20. I would forget where to put the decimal. And, and I'd try to negotiate and say, you, you know, Lord, how about if we just do half of this, 10%. He said, okay, that's fine. Just do half. I'll keep the 90, you keep the 10. I said, no, 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 no. It's what I learned at the altar <laughs> of sacrifice. 
I, I learned every time we come to his house to enter that deep place of worship, it requires it. Verse 14, Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh. It was the place where God provided. Now I saw your blessing, your miracle, and your, and your provision. But I, I didn't know how to get it loose to you. And God said, tell them this week when they make that sacrifice today, I'm going to show them. I'm going to tell them what to do. You see, I didn't know exactly what to do this morning. And God said, just get to the place and, and I'll tell you what to do. Baby, I, I want us to sow $100, okay? And I want us to put it on this altar. Let, let me, let me resheath the knife here so I don't get sued. If... If you need God to do something special today, if, if you've been battling something that you just can't overcome, if, if somebody's battling depression, is, since the first of the year, you've been battling and battling and battling. Get a sacrificial seed and let's put it on the altar of sacrifice. In fact, in fact, I'd, I'd like, Pastor John's going to help you. Let's just, let's just bring our sacrificial offering right up and, and place it. If you need God to open doors, I don't, I don't know what you need. But, but I do know everything you need, God has tied up here this morning. As we worship God this time, you can bring your offering just, just right up the steps and right across the stage and right on back down, God watches every offering. And, and He loves you this morning. Father, you've been good, good, good this morning. Mm. And, and if you got here late and, and you missed the tithe, just bring your tithe. Bring your tithe. And, and put it on the altar. Father, you've been good to all of us, and we just we just want to bring a sacrificial offering to you this morning. Because you've showed us favor, and you've showed us great grace and great mercy. And we're coming to that deep place sacrificial worship thank you thank you for your mercy thank you for your great mercy Father hear our prayer Thank you for leaving the 99. I could not I don't deserve 
Thank you, Father. Thank you for great mercy this This is a partnership between us and the Father. It's nobody else's business between me and the Father. Abraham the second time. Aren't you thankful God will keep speaking to us when we don't hear him the first time? And God said, I swear by myself because you've done this, you've made this sacrifice, you've not withheld your son, your only son, that in blessing I'm going to bless you. And in multiplying, I'm going to multiply you. And your children, here's the promise right here. Your children shall possess the gates of their enemies. That means that the enemy that has kept you bound for so many years, it won't be able to bind your kids. When you get to this deep place of worship. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for all the miracles. Thank you for your great love. In times past, we were, whew, we were sinners. But God, who is rich in mercy, has saved us, saved our families, saved our kids and father we worship you for that today everybody shout in the name of jesus if you're watching online and you want to connect with us they're 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 putting the way you can do that up on the screens right now we want you to stay connected with us some of you couldn't be here but that's all right god will bless you right through the internet Amen. Just go to the comments and you can stay connected with your sacrificial offering. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday night in the name of Jesus.